Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Housed and unhoused people die from the same things. It's just that people living outside, people on the margins of society, people in deep despair and poverty, are much more likely to have fatal overdoses from meth or fentanyl or to be hit by cars or be victims of homicide or die from suicide, heart disease or COVID-19. These are some of the findings from the latest Domicile Unknown report that was put out by the county and the newspaper and homeless advocacy organization Street Roots. The new data is from 2022. It found that at least 315 unhoused people died in Multnomah County. Their average age was 49. That's about 30 years younger than the current U.S. life expectancy. Kaya Sand is the executive director of Street Roots. She joins us now. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dave. There's a lot of data in this new report, but there are also some stories of individual people who died while living on the street. Do you mind telling us just one of their stories? Sure. Um, I had the opportunity through the work of this report to meet the brother and sister-in-law of Angela Boyd, and she was 47 when she died. She was someone who went to Oregon City High School. She went to U of O and got a journalism degree. Um, So she worked, you know, she did work she loved. She's an artist. She worked in print commercials. And the way her family tells it is that she made some kind of turn, some, you know, that they didn't really understand her personality change. She was going through grief. She ended up homeless um, in the Selwood neighborhood, actually. And how she died was uh, she was hit by a car. It was a hit and run on Powell Boulevard. And I think, you know, There, of course, this is devastating for them. Um, She died about the average age of when people die when they're homeless. Um, This year, it's 49. And I think one of the things that, as I think about her and a number of the traffic-related deaths, I think also about um, how, you know, even when people don't die and they're homeless, often their, their bodies are whittled away or harmed. And so, you know, recently a Street Roots vendor uh, was hit by a car on that same street on on Powell. And, you know, he was just trying to cross. It was hard to cross. He had a lot of belongings. And he had two legs broken and an arm, and he survived. Um, but that is, that is part of what happens when people are living in public. Hmm. What else do you think that Angela Boyd's story illustrates about some of the larger policy issues here? Yeah, no, I think in, in your opening, that really struck me because I I agree that what we see by doing this report since 2011 is we see that societal crises, societal um, challenges are amplified. So right now we know that traffic fatalities are on the are really high. And I, I think, you know, Sarah Ayanarone from Street Trust describes it as canary in the coal mine, right? We know that people on the streets have more than 40 times um, the likelihood of dying, according to this 2022 report from traffic fatalities. But it's the same in a lot of other areas. When homicides are up overall, they're up, 
even more among unhoused people. So we about a quarter of all the people of all the homicides in 2022 were of people who are homeless. Now that might go down because homicides went down in 2023. So it'll be be really helpful to see that. You know, sticking with the the, the issue of transportation, th- there is a very helpful graph in the new report that, that that charts mortality risk comparisons to the general population, and and it 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 basically it shows you, you know, what I said in my intro that the risk for death from COVID nineteen or suicide or homicide drug overdose it's they're all higher for people who are homeless, but the highest comparatively the biggest discrepancy in fatality rates among people who are homeless and who are not is in transportation, 45 times higher um, than for the general population. What do you think county or city leaders or individual residents can do specifically when it comes to this? Yeah, I know, you know, Portland Street Trust did uh, a lot of listening sessions with people in shelters. And, you know, a lot of the discussion was around infrastructure, right? Like the the description that I gave of a street roots vendor on Powell, he didn't have a close crosswalk near him. And and those are the kinds of things that actually came up. Um, I think we're also dealing with distracted driving, with impaired driving, with speeding, with heavy vehicles. So all these things that, again, the general population struggles with. When you have people who are homeless, and I don't just mean living outside, I mean living in shelters, and they often have to walk around all day, right? Um, so they, they have no, no space they really can be. They're just, they're, they're in public. They're just much more susceptible. One of the uh, reasons for the increase, something like a 30% increase in, in these deaths over the last three or four years per year that increases seems to be drug overdoses. Yeah. For as much as we talk about fentanyl, methamphetamine was identified as an underlying cause of death in a higher percentage of fatal overdoses, slightly higher, 81% for methamphetamine for fatal overdoses compared to 74% for fentanyl. What does that Mm -hmm. tell you? Yeah, methamphetamine for the history of this report has always come out a little bit higher. um, And it, it strikes people. I think one of the things that's really powerful this year is we also have hospital data. So for instance, methamphetamines, when they, they impair the heart, some of that also comes out in the fact that now we know from 66 hospital deaths that are added in, there's a lot of, um, of heart failure that we're seeing. And again, way before people's time, by doing this report and staying with it, we know that if you're homeless, you are going to die on average three decades before the general population. And so even looking at that hospital data, um, folks are dying still in their 50s by on average, but the average is 49. Um, So yeah, I think methamphetamine is consistently uh, a killer, but I also think it's important to see, again, looking at the the general trends, fentanyl entered into the Pacific Northwest right around the pandemic. So when we, you know, this report started, it was heroin that was the opiate that was killing people. And then it was only in 2017 that fentanyl showed up and that was one person died. Now, if you looked on the East Coast, it was or in the Midwest, it was 2013, probably when you're seeing it. So four or five years later is when we're seeing it in the Pacific Northwest. So I, I, I think it's really important for folks to see that through this data, we know that fentanyl has become just a massive 
killer of um, of people, but that that's part of a national trend of a toxic drug supply that is almost predictable, right, in terms of how it's growing. And just to to, to finish those numbers, the, the ones that are in this report, it was four deaths um, tracked to fentanyl in 2020, 91 deaths for 2022. Again, that's the, right. the most recent year for which we have data. I'm talking right now with Kaya San. She's the executive director of Street Roots, which was a partner in this report with Multnomah County to track the deaths of people who are homeless. You know, we've had these annual reports from the county for more than a decade now. Have they led to any concrete changes? Have they led to better policies? Have they led to improvements? You know, I think one area that I think about is even the ways in which um, extreme weather shelters have adjusted and that that has come out of these reports because we've been able to track these reports, look at the seasons, they look at hypo and hyperthermia. So when we have the heat dome, we know how many people are dying of heat. When we have big freezes, we know how many people are dying of, of cold. So what happens now is when we have like we have this weekend where we're all preparing um, we know that actually part of what we're doing is working to prevent death. And so you, the report has given us that knowledge. And I would add to that, that it's a large, again, looking at larger societal problems, we're looking at actually climate change, right? Like how, as we get more extreme weather and forest fires, um, the, the folks who are most vulnerable to dying from those things are people who are homeless, whether, you know, in shelters or living outside. Um, and so we always have to get ahead of it. And if we're watching these numbers, we know not only the policy we need to do around homelessness, but we know larger societal, uh, you know, dilemmas. Hmm. The state legislature required funeral directors all across the state to report domicile unknown on death certificates, meaning if medical examiners can't find a stable address to write that down. That was just in 2022, a statewide law. How significant is this? Yeah, it's really significant. I'm really proud of how this report at the Multnomah County level, Israel Bayer of Street Roots and Deborah Kafori, Paul Lewis, all from the county, they really this they made this happen in late 2010. And this report then inspired the state legislators to do a statewide um, you know, account. But the, the thing about the, the numbers is that it's the numbers that are coming from that are a little less um, rich in terms of how we're able to see, how we're able to analyze them, where they, the medical examiner numbers, they are so committed that they actually are doing narratives, they're going on interviewing families, they are trying to find ways to create public policy, or to, to be able to uh, give information for public policy. Um, but yeah, 66 people we know died um, in hospitals. And I think that's super important because for us to know, because people, you know, they, they have untreated diabetes um, when they don't have hygiene showers. I know this is one thing is street roots. We're adding showers and laundry because when people get infections um, that can grow into sepsis. And we see in the data from hospital deaths, people die from sepsis, that overall right bodily infection. Uh, the heart disease really strikes me and the strokes. We lost a couple people in our community in the last couple of months to things like that at really young ages with all of their stress, all their untreated illnesses, all the ways it's just difficult to have preventative care. And I would add, going back to fentanyl, um, 
you know, fentanyl is this really interesting thing right now because we know it's coming. It's separate from Measure 110. This is a national, right, um, knowledge. And if people inject versus smoke it, where they're injecting elsewhere in the country, we will see more problems in the sense that there's endocarditis, there's hepatitis. So watching those hospital deaths and seeing the kind of heart-related deaths in that way, those can be related to meth. They can be related to infections from, from injecting. Kaya, oh, we're out of time, but thank you so much for oh, joining us. That's Kaya Sand, executive director of Street Roots. We'll be back after a short break.